Welcome back to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, guys. Today, we are going to talk about 1031 Exchange and what to do with your money when you sell your home. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. I'm Josh Zuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're an investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Josh Zunigan. I am here with the fantastic and the fabulous and the phenomenal. Jeez. That was three. I gave him three today. Yeah, three today. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Freund. And we are going to talk about the 1031 exchange. And guys, if you're looking to sell your house, which is obviously the big conversation, should I sell now? Should I sell now? All Taking advantage of all this appreciation. In 2020, we had a 19% appreciation rate. We're on track to do the same. It looks like everything is just going great, but what am I actually going to do with that equity? And have I lived in it for two years? And what's this thing that the 1031 exchange where I can defer my taxes? Because guys, when you do sell your house, yeah, you will have to pay tax on it. I'm going to hear, I'm going to tap into Carl right now because he loves geeking out on this. He loves talking about taxes. And I want to say, let's talk to people at the 1031 exchange and what exactly is it? How can people take advantage of it? First of all, it's called a Starker exchange. See, there you go. Starker Exchange. And that was the original name for it, uh, named after the guy that actually originated this. And yeah. so, Mr. Stark. Uh, yeah, and so Stark. It, 1031 is this, this section of the code in the IRS thing, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to bore you to death. Anyways, but what a 1031 exchange is, is actually uh, trading one like kind, and in quotes, like kind property for another one. Mm-hmm. And so, what the IRS allows you to do is take one property, which could be a single family property, and either want to upgrade that into a multifamily. You can do that if you want to upgrade that into. Um, a hotel or something like that, you can do that. You can do many, many different things as long as they're similar or like in nature, right? Yeah. And so what you can't do is take a primary residence and then sell that and 1031 exchange a primary. You can't do that with a primary or a secondary. You can only do it with investment properties. So let's get that clear. So what you want to do, take property A and you want to move into a property B. And you need something called an intermediary. If it's a company that specializes in just this, it's basically an escrow holding account for your funds. So what happens is, on closing day, instead of Josh getting the funds for selling his house, the intermediary gets the uh, funds for the, for the sales proceeds, right? Then what the intermediary does is give you uh, basically 45 days to identify another property. And then uh, I think it's 180 days after that yeah, to actually six close. Yeah, six months to close. Yep. And so um, it allows that time so you can go identify up to three different properties. And then you have to close on one of those three properties inside of that um, six-month period. Yeah. So just, yep. a, guys, a clear break it down. Obviously, like the 1031 exchange is like, if we buy a property, say, at 200000 mm-hmm. and then two years later, we sell it at 300000 there's $100,000 of equity right there. Capital okay? gains. Capital yes. gains. I'm sorry. Capital gains that you potentially will be taxed on. What 1031 exchange allows you to do is put it within that holding account, the intermediary, mm-hmm. and you can transfer that from property A to property B and then and defer, and defer the, taxes. the taxes. Okay. Defer them. Now, now avoiding key question. taxes. Yeah. It's not tax free. You are just deferring them, but you can basically defer them into perpetuity. Yeah. So, you know, if you're in your 20s now and you've gotten some investment properties, you can defer that all the way to when you retire. And then when you retire, you cash out. What happens when you retire? Usually you're, you're, earned income decreases, right? So you might be actually at a lower tax rate when you're 66 than you are when you're at 26. And so you can take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, so it's really interesting. And you're using that equity, like you said. Equity and capital gains could be kind of used interchangeably in this instance because you're using the equity that normally you would have to pay taxes on 
to go ahead and upgrade and move into the next property and re-leverage. That's the important thing that people need to understand is that if you're gonna go from what you used in your example to a $300,000 property, now I've got $100,000 in quote unquote equity, right? You can go buy a $600,000 worth of property for like, you know, almost 20% down on that, right? And so understanding that, that that equation, you can actually ratchet up your leverage and start to get additional cash flow. And what is king? Cash flow. You know, so it's very, very important to understand that. Yeah. So hopefully I made that easy. Yeah. And guys, there's some different things, obviously, like even for like an individual, it's different for an individual and what's the tax rate and also for a married couple. So for a single individual, capital gains up to 250000 correct? Yeah. If you hold the property as a primary residence. For two years. a single person for at least two out of the last five years. Yes. Then you don't need to pay capital gains up to $250,000 worth of profit. Now, if you're married, that's 500000 Yeah, so yep. up to 250000 Correct. Okay? So go back to the example that I gave earlier. Bought the property at two hundred. Two years later, all right, it's worth three hundred. So there's yep. 100 there. Yep. So it's not up to two fifty. So are we taxed at that? Are we taxed at all? Is there going to be a no, capital gains at all? No, that $100,000, there's no capital gains in that. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's and a big savings because if your tax rate is 35%, you'd be paying $35,000 in taxes on that $100,000 profit. That's a big one. Now, same thing if you're you know, an investor and you're gonna just sell the property, oh, I'm just gonna take my, my gains and, and you know, throw it in the stock market. You're gonna get taxed whatever your personal tax rate is that year. Yeah, and even go back to this, guys, because if you decide, hey, I have to sell because I'm relocating, you know, it's only been a year, I need to move because of my family, whatever the case has been a year or a year and a half, the tax rate changes after that, okay? So yeah, let's short-term give, versus yeah, long-term. Exactly, give, we talked about this you know, off the air, so give it a little deep dive on, I'm gonna say deep dive, a quick, explanation on exactly what yeah, rate you would be taxed to in a year or you You know, if you've been in your house for 364 days and you close escrow on the 364th day, uh, whatever, you know, profit you've made on that, you're going to get taxed at your personal tax rate mm -hmm. for that year. If you hold it onto 365 days or 366 days, then what happens is you get long-term capital gains rate. And right now it's either 15 or 20% based on your income level. Now, if you hold it for another year, so you're at two years and one day, then you're basically going to get taxed... Uh, it's, it, there's no capital gains tax up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars or five hundred thousand if you're married on the profit. That's a huge. That's a huge nugget there for you guys, especially obviously everybody's thinking about selling this, uh, selling their house now. Some people even bought it last year and they've seen such appreciation they want to sell this year. But obviously, being smart about your moves and the, what you're actually going to be doing and knowing exactly where you're going to be taxed because you're going to have to put away some of that money for the tax man. You know, if you have a business and you're able to like to do some different things and strategize, you know, with your taxes, awesome, great. Definitely take into that. But you, Carl, and I would also agree you need to talk to your tax accountant. Yeah, we're not tax yeah. attorneys. Yeah, we're not tax yeah. attorneys by any means or accountants. And you want to definitely have a sit down, a consultation, like, you know, this is what I'm looking to do. These are my plans for 2020, 2021, and even 22. So you can strategize and know exactly what's going to be the best for you. So you can keep the money in your pocket. Yep. There's no point in making the money if you're going to have to be dishing it out all the time. So be, start, be smart about your moves and make sure you pivot when you have to in a market like this, especially within Phoenix. It's doing great and it's continuing to do great. All right, guys? So that was what we have on 1031 Exchange. We have some additional information that we're going to come out. So thank you for tuning in today and we'll see you on the next episode. Love you. See you soon.